Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends, to True Hauntings and Scary Stories. So today I've got Will and Karen with me, and they are with Skeptic Metaphysicians Podcast. Love it. I highly recommend their show. It is very deep, and I appreciate that. (laughs) So how are you guys doing today? We are doing great. Yeah, we're a little nervous, honestly, to talk about this stuff, but hey, let's let's try and see what happens. (laughs) Oh, don't be nervous. Talking about spooks is my bread and butter. I do it every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what we're afraid of. (laughs) I'm excited about it. And I'm the one that gets more spooks. So, you know, that's saying something. And that surprises me, honestly, because you're the one that really doesn't want to talk about this stuff. Well, I mean, I've had some experiences, too. So maybe it's like I'm feeling a connection here. Yeah, but your experiences are really I've always been really nice experiences. Mine, not so much. Well, that's true. But I think like attracts like. <laughs> oh, wow. We just got started and she's already. Okay. This is how that's going to be. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> nice. Why don't you guys tell us a little about your podcast and whatever else you've got going on? Sure. Well, the Skeptic Metaphysicians uh, is a show that our, our tagline, I guess, or lack of a better word, is Metaphysics 101. And the goal of the show is to explore all these different modalities in the metaphysics space, whether it's metaphysics or spirituality or mysticism. And we, we do it in a way where we're, we're really truly curious, but where Karen is much more uh, open to listening to someone's story and say, yep, that makes sense. Tell me more. I'm more of a, hmm. I'm not sure that makes sense. How can I wrap my head around it? So it's really a way to look at a particular modality with a pragmatic point of view at the same time as being completely open to the possibility or the reality that this stuff is actually real. We're just trying to find a way to explain it in a way that people like me who have a very scientific way of them, uh, we can make sense of it. We started out as trying to explore different things for ourselves to learn. And then we kind of thought, well, other people would like to learn about this. So then we started exploring other things with that in mind. And now we're kind of learning that there's so much more. So we're now we're, it's for us, it's for them, it's for anybody who wants to listen. Because we're learning that there's so many more modalities and so much more than we ever expected when we started this. Yeah. What, the one thing that we found as we're doing the show is the more we learn, the more we learn, there's more to learn. I mean, there's just so much out there that we are absolutely enthralled by it all. Because of my history, I mean, I'm open to so much more, but I'm confused by it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think of all that. We love the spooky things here at True Hauntings and Scary Stories. So why don't you guys tell us your spooky things? Well, um, I guess I I can start off with my one and only real experience that I feel was 100% paranormal. (sighs) 
I need to get myself up to this because it still freaks me out <laughs> when I think about it. So uh, when I was much, a much younger man, I was in theater. And at the time, I was um, living from – I was couch surfing, staying with friends. And um, in this one particular theater, uh, it was known to be haunted. People had seen entities or lack of a better word in the makeup mirrors applying makeup to themselves when there's really nothing there. Um, there's been all kinds of um, noises happening that people can't explain. Uh, and someone actually found uh, probably 50 yards in – because it was it was in the, the woods of Connecticut, this theater. Uh, and about 50 yards off into the woods from the theater, they had found these altars and remains of animals and things like that. So they had thought that there were some satanic rituals and things like that happening in the place, uh, in the in the woods around the theater. Right. So that's that should give you an idea of where we're headed. Uh, so at this particular time, um, I was couch, couch surfing from friend to friend. And every day after we, were, we had our rehearsals, we would all as a cast go out and have drinks and dinner and just kind of share some fellowship before we went our separate ways. And that day I didn't have a couch to surf onto because mm -hmm. everyone had family over or something like that. So uh, I mentioned this to one of my friends who was in the cast and he said, Oh, I do it all the time. The, the window on the downstairs floor of the theater that leads into the green room is uh, broken. So it's unlocked. You could just open it up and get, go right in and just go ahead and spend a night in the theater. Wow. Well, I thought that was oh, a, wow. Fantastic idea. Not thinking. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Not thinking. I thought it was a great idea. So I had them drop me off at the theater. And um, sure enough, I tested the window and it was open. I slid it open, slid myself into this darkened theater and proceeded to go around making sure all the doors were locked and that there's nobody in the theater to catch me because obviously I'm trespassing. I could have been arrested. So after I checked everything, I accommodated myself on one of the couches in the green room and the green room was right below the dressing room and the makeup area of the theater. So um, anything that you could kind of overlook from that area down to the green room. And as I'm lying down on the couch, uh, I started hearing um, some footsteps above me. And that a little concerned me because I'm, again, trespassing. So I get up and I start I went upstairs to, to see if anyone's there sneakily and I couldn't find anyone. There's no, it was still, the, the theater was completely dark. The doors were all locked. There was nothing. So I obviously made it up in my, my head. I'm hearing things. I'm getting a little freaked out because it's dark and it's the theater and, you know. So I go back to the couch and I lay back down. And um, as I'm starting to fade off into sleep, I heard this big crash upstairs again, which jolted me out of sleep. Now I know I heard this. This is not, this is not something I'm making up in my mind. So I'm starting to really freak out because I know there's nothing and no one in this theater except me. So I'm just thinking, no, 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 I, I it, it can't be. I'm just going to force myself to go to sleep. You know, you, you put the the covers over your head. If they can't see me, they can't hurt me. That's kind of the mentality that I had. So I forced myself to try to go back to sleep. And as I'm trying to do that, I'm hearing now something upstairs banging on the floor, like stomping up and down, like get out of the theater. Like if you, if, if my footsteps aren't going to do it for you and the crashes aren't going to do it for you, I'm going to make sure that you know I'm here and I am freaking out. And right at that moment, I'm hearing the toilet that's maybe 20 yards, not even 10 yards away from me, flushing and flushing and flushing. And the next thing I know, I'm about a mile and a half down the road <laughs> because that was all I needed to know. I, I've never been so freaked out in my life. So that is my one and only 
true haunting and scary story. And you're sure it wasn't your friends that dropped you off, kind of sneaking around in there to freak you out? Well, I mean, the doors were locked. If they came in the window, I would have un- I would have seen them because I'm right there, right That's next true. to the window. So I- I've thought about that a lot. Maybe they're messing with me. But I went upstairs. I saw no one upstairs. I, I The doors were completely locked and padlocked. No one was in that theater except me. Wow. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm, did I'm, not want you to trespass. No, no, no. Something in there did not want me there. And there have been stories of someone like running upstairs to grab something from the green room and coming around the corner and I was seeing the, uh, uh, an apparition in the mirror putting on makeup, a, a, a woman uh, dressed in old Victorian clothes who then turned her head and looked at the guy and then started going towards him, which was all he needed to know before he <laughs> was out the window. But, you know. Was it a really old theater? It was a very old theater. Yeah, very, very old theater. I don't do mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> mirrors are bad, man. <laughs> and I'm a brave person. I've done some pretty dumb stuff, if I say so myself. In fact, one of them, my grandparents had all the clothes of the people that lived in the house before them. And I wore one of the lady of the house's Victorian dresses <gasps> and a black cape for Halloween one year. You are a brave mm, that person. Is very brave. <laughs> I have done some dumb stuff. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, no. It 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 traumatized me. Actually, I I never went back to the theater. I quit the I quit the production. Oh wow! And I never went back. And oh, I, wow. I, to this day, I've not stepped foot in that theater because I I mean, this is not this is not okay. I'm I'm a skeptic, right? I'm pragmatic. I don't look at these things lightly. I never believed in ghosts. I never believed in this kind of this kind of stuff. But holy crap, I cannot explain what happened to me that day. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty scary. So, so that Karen can sleep better at night. Why don't we talk about the nicer hauntings that she's experienced? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't had the same experience, but I kind of. Um, I, I mean, I don't. Also, I don't believe in the the demons and hell and all of that stuff. So I, I just like to think it's all positive. And I don't know if it is or not, but that's what I choose to believe. But um, I have a home in Florida that was built in 1925, and um, it's only ever been owned by women. It's actually a triplex, and um, so I lived in a couple of the different apartments and had things happen in both places. But I guess the the best story. Is um well when Will and I had started dating for Christmas, he gave me this beautiful diamond bracelet, and I wore it all the time. Like I just took it off to sleep, and that was pretty much it. I don't even maybe I didn't even take it off to sleep, but one day I went to work and I happened to look down, and my bracelet wasn't on. And I'm like, well, that's odd. I you know I always have it on, and I worked close to my house. I'm like, I'm just gonna run back and get it because now I'm freaked out. Like, did, did I drop it somewhere? You know, where's this bracelet? So I go home. And I, I look in all the normal places. It's not anywhere. And um, as I'm I'm parking, there's a, the guy's mowing the lawn. And he as I'm coming out of the door, he's mowing it right by my car. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the bracelet was probably in the grass. Now it's in pieces. I'm going to have to buy a new one. I can't tell Will. You know, where did he get this bracelet? <laughs> I had to spend all this money on this bracelet. And I'm like, well, maybe it's still, you know, around somewhere. So I'm looking back through the house again, you know, four or five times in and out the house, in and out the front door, on the looking on the ground, looking everywhere. So finally, I, I I had named my ghost Lila. So finally, I'm like, Lila, I need your help. And I really need to find this bracelet. <laughs> this is bad. So I look around the house a little bit more. And then as I go to leave, I open the front door, which I had been in and out of several times. And there on the step right in front of the little welcome mat is my bracelet in a perfect spiral shape on the ground. So I am 100% certain that Lila found it and put it there for me. Aww. 
So yeah, she was helpful. And I did that thing that you hear about when we first moved into the house. I knew it was old and I'm like, all right, if there's any ghosts here, you can stay as long as you don't freak me out and you're nice. <laughs> you know, so. that, is that what I did wrong? Yes. You didn't <laughs> tell the theater people to be nice. Uh, you have to. You have to let them know. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. But if you didn't acknowledge her from time to time, she would do stuff to make sure that, you know, you knew she was still there. Like, um, and Will will remember this. In the middle of the night, um, the bathroom little, you know, shelves would fall off or um, random things would show up in the refrigerator that mm. wouldn't normally be there, like your keys or salt shakers or stuff. So I do remember that, even though I've tried my hardest to completely uh, block it but out of Lila my head. But was nice. I know, but yeah, this kind of stuff freaks me out. Things I can't see, I can't touch, I can't feel. It freaks me out. So, by the way, I'm wearing that bracelet, and it's been like 16 years. Yeah. And had it not been for Lila, I would not have found this. Thank so, you, you know. Lila. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but then you also had another one, right? You had oh. one with the with the pen. Oh, yeah. So this was when I lived in a different unit, and I lived upstairs in the same house. And um, I had a dog then because I – oh, I had that the, – well, that's another story. <laughs> um, I lived by myself, so I had a dog just kind of for barking and protection and all of that. And um, I was a teacher at the time. And kids, you know, Christmas comes around, they give their teachers presents. And I had gotten this really nice pen that I loved. And I used that pen all the time. It was just very fancy and it, you know, wrote really well. And um, so at some point, of course, like all things I love, I lost it. I couldn't find it anywhere, you know. Like, like all things you love. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's what I do. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, Will, I expect... <laughs> That's exactly one through my head. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's under the car somewhere I need, uh, I need in to the start, forest. <laughs> I need to start laying down some breadcrumbs or something. <laughs> right. That's a good point. <laughs> so, anyways, it had been like months that I lost this pen. I had totally forgotten about it. And... um. And the only reason I mentioned my dog was she would do that thing from time to time where she would sit in front of the bathroom and bark into the bathroom or, you know, into like corners that were empty and she would just sit there and bark. So I knew she could sense something. But anyways, um, so it had been a few months since I had lost the pen and I got up one morning to go to work like I did every day, went to my dresser to put my clothes on. And there on top of my dresser was the pen. It had, it had been taken apart and it was lined up in a perfect straight line, like uh, all the pieces together. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it had been months. And I had been to that dresser every day <laughs> for months. So I think I would have noticed if I just kind of had, I don't know, left it there in pieces in line. <laughs> Insert Rod Serling here. <laughs> that so. was straight out of a scary movie. Uh-huh. You know? Like yeah. Poltergeist or something. Right. But it didn't feel scary. It was like, oh, there's my pen back. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so. and, and really, that you mentioned Poltergeist. The the. The thing that freaked me out the most about Poltergeist is not typically what people, you know, people freak out about the clown. They freak clown, out about the man. tree. What freaked me out the most about that movie is when she's in the kitchen and she's uh, doing the dishes or whatever or cooking. I forgot what she was doing. She turned around and the chairs the are all chairs. Push, pushed mm-hmm. out and she pushes all back in again and she turns around and goes back and she turns around, turns around again and all the chairs are stacked up on the table. That is what freaked me out the most. So yeah. if I were to see that pen all of a sudden there like you just did, I would have been – in another state. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get a bad vibe. You know, I mean, you can feel these things. Like, mm-hmm. you've been to places, and, and, you know, I'm sure you know, but you, where you feel like this coldness, or you feel like this really dark negative energy, and you just have to leave. Yeah. Yep. You know? That's but, true. And my house always felt really good and really nice. Right. So. And, and we've talked about on the show um, 
because we, we don't just talk about metaphysics. We talk about paranormal stuff as well. We've had people come and talk to it. We had a ghost hunter on the show. We've had um, people talking about UFOs. We've, we, we talk about a huge variety of things. And one of the things we talked about at one point, I'm not sure if it was our show or someone else's show that we were on, but I actually was part of a paranormal investigation group for a very, very short amount of time. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just makes say, me laugh. Right? <laughs> it was 25 minutes, but <laughs> we've already established the fact that I am a absolute chicken, right? To, to begin with about this kind of stuff, but it's, it's a kind of, it takes a certain kind of person to do this kind of thing because to me, the worst part was, so this, this daughter invited us into her mother's apartment because she was experiencing different things. Like she would have the covers were being thrown out from from off her, of her feet at the end of the bed. Uh, she was feeling these really foreboding feelings. She felt something was there, but she wasn't sure. She she asked us to come in and, and confirm that, that her findings were real. So we went in and we did all kinds of tests. And I, I mean, you could feel it. You walk into her bedroom and towards her closet. It was not a place you wanted to be. You could mm-hmm. physically feel this 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 presence. Mm-hmm. And so we did confirm, yep, indeed, there is some bad stuff going on in this place. Okay, see ya. Bye. (laughs) Right? That's the worst thing because now we can't do anything about it. All we've done is confirm the fact that she's got to move the heck out, right? (laughs) We can't help her. We can't clear her. None of us are like like shamans that can clear the house and get this ghost, this this, this being out of her place. So that was the hardest thing for me. I said, no, I I can't. Not only do I don't want to – put myself in a position where I'm actually feeling these palpable entities again, but I really don't feel good about then abandoning them to, to manage the shit for themselves. That's intense. I can't stand ghost hunters who provoke because you have to leave those homeowners in that place when you're done. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing for me. It's, it's uh, this poor little old lady who's getting abused by some entity. And now we just confirmed that, yeah, you're going to continue to be abused. <laughs> so why did they want you in? They wanted to, they wanted to convert. I, I, a part of me thinks that she felt that if we found something there, we'd be able to help her to clear it. Oh. But that wasn't our shtick. We were just, mm-hmm. you know, thrill seekers. Ooh, yeah. It's, this place is haunted. Okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's wow. also a sort of validation that you feel yeah, when you're in a haunted house or whatever and somebody feels it too, you know? Yeah. No, it, it was amazing because you, you really felt we had the a device that, that measured temperature drops mm-hmm. and from the – there was a marked difference inside her the same bedroom. It, if you were closer to the closet to where you're closer to the bed, it was much colder over closer to the closet and it's the same atmosphere it's not ecosystem it's not like there's a vent above where it's cold and not a vent where it's not but there was a palpable feeling a drop in temperature um but then also we had evps which i never heard anything uh, and it like we mentioned uh, Mm -hmm. uh before but um but my colleagues did and um there was some another piece of equipment that they used to to measure um Activity, and I don't—I forgot what it's called, um, but but it measured off the chain as well. So, um, I, I I was for sure I was convinced there was something there, and I did not want to be there anymore, so I left. <laughs> wow! You know, for all the things that have happened to me, I have never been on an official investigation. Really? Yeah. 
why do I need to do that? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to happen in my living room in about half an hour. Uh, investigations <laughs> follow you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> oh I just have people come investigate me. <laughs> you know what? You know, it, it kind of like... Um, you know, it, not that I'm saying, please don't take this offensively. I don't mean it at all. But, you know, Charlie Brown, uh, Pigpen had that big cloud over his head everywhere he worked. Mm-hmm. It's like I can always always see you like this, like all these like ghosts just kind of swirling around you as you walk everywhere. <laughs> well, that's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can be friends, Cynthia, but we can be friends from far away. <laughs> yeah. We're never meeting in person. No, I'm not sure because, I, I mean, I've heard that you bring stuff with you. And I don't know why I want that stuff around me. But, we'll go to your house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We can be pen pals. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. I mean, the metaphysics—it's really the the study of all things non-physical. So we do talk about near-death experiences. We talk about life after death. We talk about astral projection. We talk about ghosts and spirits and what happens after we pass and that kind of stuff. And those are the those are the the shows that not that we don't like them. We do. But but we always try to, at least I always try to root it in a sense of science. So the invention of quantum physics or the discovery of quantum physics has helped a lot, right? Because um, the main reason why we started the show was because I needed tangible proof. I needed to know for sure that the world we're living in is more than just as three-dimensional bodies that we inhabit. And mm-hmm. everybody talks about... Um, being able to leave their bodies or um, psychics, um, people who do past life regressions and things like that. And I just had a hard time with it because if I can't measure it, feel it, touch it, taste it, see it, I don't know if I can believe it, right? Yeah, you've had those experiences you had. Uh, I Believe me, I, I'm the first one to say I'm a dichotomy. Now, <laughs> having those those experiences have shown me that there's something there that needs to be investigated, but I don't know what exactly it is. And that's what motivated me to start the show. Um, Over the course of the year and some odd that we've been doing the show, it's amazing because as pragmatic as I have been, with the help of quantum physics, I was able to put it in a place in my head where I can now go, okay, the cat is both alive and dead. So maybe your reality could be just as valid as my reality. We're just looking at it in different from different perspectives. And that helped me to be open to more things, which then allowed the universe to say, okay, now that you're open, let me show you a little more and a little more and a little more. And little by little, I've been hit over the head with so many things from the universe over the past year and a half that I cannot deny the fact that there is so much more out there that we don't understand. So... um I was driving to work one day and, you know, we've been exploring all of these topics for a while and um, talking about the law of attraction and manifestation and, you know, Will's always more show me the tangible proof. I kind of tend to believe things more. But on this day, I was like, you know, I, I need proof of this. If this is really true, if you can really bring these things into your life um, just by by thinking and feeling that they're there, you know, show me. So I said, all right, I want to see a blue jay. And this was in the, you know, the end of winter. I mean, you weren't seeing birds flying around. Um, I was doing a job that was about an hour away. So I was kind of driving through some woods, but the trees were all brown and um, I didn't really see much of anything. So I did my job and then I was leaving and I was coming back and I was putting the, the GPS thing on my phone and I saw this flash on my phone and it was like blue. I'm like, huh, 
I wonder what that is. And I had forgotten, totally forgotten about what I had thought about this Blue Jay. So I, I open up my phone and I start looking through my text messages. No one had sent me anything. I start looking through my pictures, nothing. And then I go to close out my phone and I have an iPhone. It has those memories from like five years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I see a picture of my daughter and it's really cute. So I you know, spend a couple minutes and I'm scrolling through these memories. And the very last memory was a picture of a Blue Jay. Oh, wow. I don't know when I took that picture. Um, I have, I mean, it could, it could have been a, a, well, years ago. I mean, I have no idea. I think the memories were like 2018. So yeah, so uh, quite a while ago, but I had no recollection of that picture and I wouldn't even have seen it had it not for whatever reason flashed on my phone when I went to put my um, GPS on. Mm. So that was, that was interesting to me. So I knew, I I believe it. You, you ask the universe, you ask them for these things and you believe it's going to happen and they they do. You'll see them. You'll see the signs everywhere. Mm. And and I know that there's a there's a name for it, right? The autonimbic or autonomic system or something like that. There's something in your brain that makes you once you put your attention on something, it shows it to you all the time. But there's nothing that says where this all comes from. There's been a number that's been following me forever. People who follow us on Instagram ha- will see me post occasionally the, the number the number that's been following me. And it started happening. One of the episodes, one of our very, very early episodes, uh, a friend of mine from Florida actually um, recorded a meditation that she said, here, um, experience this, see if, if it's something that, that resonates with you. And I released it as an episode because it very much resonated with you. And it's called the 1111 Decree. And since that moment, that number has followed me everywhere. And not just that number, but series of numbers. Um, then someone um, from Path 11 TV reached out to us to be on the show. Um, every time I look at the clock, it's 1111. Um, on my phone, um, I'll someone, someone will say, hey, um, can you send me that picture that you took or whatever? And, I, and I'll go to open up my phone and it, it's 1111. And it happens all the time to the point where it became a joke between Karen and I because I always just, just have to turn to Karen and say, what time do you think it is? Oh. It's eleven eleven. <laughs> now it's expanded more to like five 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 fifty five two twenty two, but it is always a series of repeated numbers that I didn't ask the universe for science for. But because we're on this path, I've been told by several different channelers and mediums and psychics that that this is the universe's way of saying you're on the right path. Keep going. So now, not every time because it can get really obnoxious, but every once in a while I'll post. Oh, here's another one. I'll put it on on social media that shows on my phone a screen grab of here's another 1111. And it's it's really it's really unnerving, honestly, uh, because it's the more I open myself up to it, the more I'm seeing it. One of the things that's intrigued me or, or about the podcast is just I think we mentioned before, there's so many different modalities and you just don't know what's going to connect with you, even though you think you might. I thought, well, you know, the 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 channelers or something. That's kind of what I'm going to be really interested in. Um, and then we had um, one of our guests who does breathwork and he invited us to a, a warrior breathwork seminar um, that we did in our own homes. It was virtual. A, it was a session, right? He actually yeah. put so, us through. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, so and I'm like, well, you know, we'll see how, what this is like. And we were in separate rooms and we just kind of had, he had the music and he was talking us through the stuff and, and showing us how to do it. And Oh my gosh, that for me, surprisingly, I never would have thought breath work would have been my thing, but I just was seeing all these colors in my head. And the next thing you know, I'm seeing myself on the bed and it only lasted for a couple seconds, 
And then I kind of felt this little bit of a rush. Um, and then I was back to seeing the color. So I don't know what that was. Um, mm. But the feeling I had after all of that was just, it was like this crazy high and it was just very peaceful and joyful and happy. And what I like about our podcast is we have, we're showing so many different things that the the listeners um, or the people that watch the videos can, can pick and choose them, you know, well, let me try this. Okay. That's not my thing. Let me try this one. Let me try, you know, palmistry. Let me try whatever. And, and they're probably going to find something eventually that really resonates with them. And it might not be what they expect. Yeah. What we found is the most important thing is that you're on a path. It doesn't matter which path it is. Mm -hmm. We found that the more we go into this stuff, the more we realize that everyone is saying the same thing. They're just using different words for the same thing. All the paths lead to exactly the same place. So as long as you're on a path, it doesn't matter which path it is. It could be breathwork. It could be uh, Reiki. It could be past lives, near-death experiences, whatever it is. But just be a good person. Be open to what the universe is, is sharing with you and know that we truly are all just one that mm-hmm. that is going through a shared experience. Um, that's that's really what counts. And everyone that we've interviewed for with has been so kind. And their goal, you know, you hear about the shysters and the charlatans and, well, they're going to charge you all this money and they're going to tell you you're talking to your grandmother. And But yeah. the experience that we've had is everyone is just wants to send the same message out there. It's a message of love. It's a message of healing, of hope. And that's been just across the board. I mean, we haven't, I don't think, spoken with anyone who hasn't really projected that message. There's so much out there, Cynthia. There's I mean, the, so the, the tarot, the um, astrology, numerology, uh, the Akashic records, the chakra system, um, Kundalini activation. I mean, there's so much out there. And we've got 60 some odd episodes and each one features a different modality because the more modalities we find, the more we find there's more out there. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure to have you guys on. Um, why don't you remind people how to find your stuff? Sure. Easiest, the very most, the easiest way to get a hold of us or to listen to our stuff is go to skepticmetaphysician.com. Uh, right there, you can subscribe to the show directly from the site. You can watch the videos on, that we do on the site. You can um, connect with us on social media. You can send us voicemail, email, whatever. That That's the one-stop shop place to connect with us. You can sign up for the newsletter and also the members that do sign up can get some discounts to some of the services that some of our guests offer. Yeah, that's right. We have a members-only area that if you sign up for the newsletter, you, you get you get the password to access the members-only area that that does give you access to discounts and services from um, from past guests. Uh, and there's some really cool stuff in there. Nice. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you. So you guys can just click away. Awesome. I highly recommend it. Their show is amazing. I listened to the time travel one. Oh, that yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And I started listening to the one where the guy was a previous agent. Oh, yeah. And I'm not done with that one yet. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm digging it. Well, we, we love feedback, good or bad. Uh, we're always trying to get better. So mm-hmm. if, if you hear the shows and there's something you say, hey, Will, Karen, here's how I think you can improve, we are 100% open to that. So please feel free yeah. to send us an email, leave us a review, do whatever you want. But, but get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. All right, you guys. Um, check out my Facebook group. Um, there will always be a link to that. My Patreon has goodies. If you want, you know, spooky items sent to you, that's the place to go. Check me out on Instagram and Twitter. I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. And until next time, I'll spook you later. <laughs>